following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. The next thing you know, you're in a fucking field with 24 females crying your fucking eyes out and passing balls of energy through your vagina with a fucking flower crying on your head drinking cacao. Like, what the fuck? I loved it. I fucking loved it. Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about, like the fact that I actually um, bought a new sex toy, Laura Rooney. I bought the Womanizer Clit Sucker. <laughs> Have you heard of it? <laughs> Do you know what? I've seen it pop up on mm, Instagram. Yeah, me too. It's like a little vacuum. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it looks like... Um, I don't, I'll, I'll take a photo and put it on our Instagram, but it's basically like a just I don't know. It's like a it's a basically it's a toy, but it's got a little nozzle basically mm-hmm. that you put around and it goes. It like it, it basically suctions. It goes. I love it's that. Really well. I mean, obviously, like there are quite expensive ones. I definitely got the cheapest version. Mine was like thirty quid for and some of them. Just be careful that you're not going to like electrocute them clit of yourself just for the sake of saving I mean, a few pounds <laughs> it, but like it was honestly the most intense thing i've ever used i don't okay like, so have you used yeah, yeah and tell I've us tr- the crack with I've tr- the I've sucker. have you been using that in your mom and dad's house by the way you're doing a little minx um i did once and then i was like right i can't do this i feel a bit sick <laughs> doing it Come on, my dad. It was like, why are we up brushing your teeth so late, Fiona? When you're a brush. I mean, I'm not there now, hence why I'm able to talk about it I'm in London. But um yeah, it was super intense. Like I don't think I could use it like on a regular basis. Was it pleasurable? Yeah, it was, but it was like it was almost like overstimulation, do you know what I mean? Right. And I honestly thought I was gonna squirt. Yeah, sorry. I can't really say that too badly. My sister's in the next room. Like, I genuinely did. Like, and also, like, I've read lots of reviews about it, and like, lots of women say that that, like, they've never been able to in that ho- like, with men ever, and then they've used this and they have. I don't Brilliant. know why. Anyway, so there you go. That's my uh, update of life. How are you? What have you got on your head? Um. Well, Fiona Wishart, you've got the clit sucker, and I have got a floral crown. It looks like I've just I'm just like a flower girl, but I have been at this super like I don't even want to say outlandish because it's not, but I've been at a the wild woman of the woods day retreat. Oh my God. Oh my God, it was fucking brilliant with two girls from Northern Ireland. And they're actually a couple, Emma and Kerry. And they're just the most like phenomenal women. So wise and open and they're into all sorts of plant medicines and just connecting with their inner female. And they're, they're just brilliant. And I realized that sitting in a circle today with 25 females What I feel, Fiona, and I probably haven't been able to put my finger on it, a reason that I kind of feel slightly out of sorts the last couple of years, really, with, my God, a couple of years, like that's when lockdown began. It's fucking mental. But I feel like I'm bereft of that connection. 
and like that female connection, that connection to other people, because as you know, we both worked in a really thriving kind of community in Dubai and we had lots of friends and we socialized a lot and I love women and I love connecting with women, which is why I think I threw myself into love bites and just buzz off the community that we've created. I like still get a little buzz of excitement when we get a message through on Instagram. It makes me feel really good and it makes me feel really connected. And it's just something for me to be mindful of that my, I charge my soul through other people everybody's different people that are listening to this may do do the complete opposite and they may go on retreat on their own and go inward I'm very much an extrovert that goes to other people so we did like the craziest things there was a lot of like things that people would quote-unquote deem woo-woo as fuck like Like what oh my god okay so when I walked in uh, my boyfriend saw this crying in my head and he was like and I'm like flailing my arms around that's pretty much what we did so we were like howling to the moon we were like oh oh, oh," like releasing our inner wild woman we were sitting in a circle we were chanting we had like these ribbons that bound us together as sisters we like pushed the energy through our bodies give it back to the goddess and we drank cacao we breathed our intentions into cacao we went around the circle and out of 25 women or so, 20 cried. So I... Laura, I'm so sorry, just before you say something really emotional, the only reason why I'm laughing and it's not because I don't think that what you're doing is great. It's because you're talking about doing this quite like bohemian, let's call it, ceremony. And you're wearing a flower crown, but you're also wearing like a zip up, a zip up hoodie. <laughs> So off, off brand for what you're right. talking about. Everybody was there and you had, had to come like basically let your inner god inner goddess shine so there were girls there in beautiful all of her bone ass dresses flowing hippy beautiful things just like women of the earth I'm there in my El Couture <laughs> my El Couture two-piece which I love and my Victoria's Secret zipper and I was not on brand but I felt like when, when everybody had to go around the circle and kind of say their piece and my thing was like we try to project these images on social media like in a digital age we all try to fit the mold and try to be the people that we expect other people us to be for they expect us to be so in that circle today I could have felt quite uncomfortable because I didn't look like everybody else I clearly wasn't as spiritual as everybody else I wasn't wearing my my tie-dye trousers and I didn't have loads of tattoos and but I was just there like bringing my own authentic self to the table and I definitely I did have a cry actually and I didn't expect to but I just think when like a big group of women are sitting together and just sparing their souls, so to speak. So the first girl cried and then that was basically it for the whole for the whole group. So I did have a little bit of cry. Stuff definitely did come up. And I've realized that there's a whole myriad of reasons why I went there today. But in a nutshell, I really missed that connection to like big groups of women women one-on-one obviously working from home can 
it just doesn't suit my personality and I'm trying to put myself out there an awful lot more so I love that today and honestly Fiona like I'm having a panic at the minute I don't know what's happening and maybe you know people have maybe listened to the podcast the last couple of weeks and have maybe detected like some kind of melancholy or whatever but like I'm really like panicking Fiona about stuff like I'm really panicking like oh my god the fucking damn you wild woman circle <laughs> um let it I'm out Lauren. just like panicking about like being 37 and like literally oh, facing Lord. the prospect of like not having a family or a kid or whatever and it's not even like I don't need somebody to say, yeah, yeah, you know, because my, I had a kid at 40 or my friend had a kid at 43 or you can do it in your own or whatever. I just think the older that you get, I just never thought it would be this way. I just never thought that like I would be 37 and not have a kid or at least not be working actively towards that. And I feel like I'm not actively working towards it. And if that's the case, and if I'm going to continue in this thread, then where is that going to leave me? And one of the girls today, she was talking about like finding this, you know, potentially a cis, potentially worse on her ovary. And she feels so bereft because like she's basically been a mom since she was like five you know, like you find that their girls are like born to be moms. They're like moms to their sisters, they're moms to their cousins, they're, yeah. they're moms to their own moms. And I feel like I am born to be a mom. Like I'm shit at so many things and I'm, you know, I'm like struggle in a lot of areas. But one thing that I'm confident in and one thing I'm abundant in is like, giving love and giving like genuine kindness and warmth and safety and security to people so the thought that like I'm gonna not be able to bring that to fruition in terms of having my own kids or child or family it's a really scary thing and you know sometimes I wake up with like fucking blind panic like I can't describe it it's like like I wake up like fuck like I actually like Mm. I'm jolted out of bed because I'm like this actually might not happen for me and you know what I just think it's a bit overwhelming I've clearly been in the forest chanting around a fucking fire throwing my intentions in and it's I'm clearly like unlocking something today but I think it's completely relatable though and I think so many people have these panics I do you, you worry like, about these things and I'm only 31 and I we all I think you get to a certain age and you panic about it because the days go by and it's totally normal Laura but I think maybe I think for you it's also it's not even a panic of feeling it's not even a panic of I'm never going to meet somebody or no. I'm never you know I'm never going to get married I'm in a relationship and whether or not we get married you know I don't know but it's the like the the maternal yearning Mm. it's like indescribable especially when you're getting the to the point where you're like fuck 
I'm really like, I feel like I'm in my last season of innings. Mm. And I'm kind of approaching that back, like <laughs> season finale. And it doesn't matter how many people say like, no, you've got loads of time. I don't, you know, like, I think it's just important to kind of be real with myself. And so I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like I'm definitely having like a fucking, I feel like I'm just going through it at the minute. I am just letting myself go through it instead of like trying to like, oh, fuck, I don't know. You let it out. Drop on me today. Oh. That wild circle really got to you. <laughs> done and not Horace more often. Oh, it's you know what? I things. haven't had a really good cry. And oh, it's one of the best things to do. I, you have thing is, there's nothing anyone can say in these situations because so many people will be like, one, I feel the same, which is always nice to hear because we're kind of all in this together. At, yeah. Like when you hit yeah, 30, yeah. from 30 to whenever we hit menopause, we're all in it together. But I think it's one of those things where like no one can say anything to you because it, like you said, like so many people say it to me, oh, but I had my first child at 42. And it's like, that's great. And that's so amazing for you. But that's not, I, but it's like, I'm sure whoever that person was panicked as well yeah up until that point and it's kind of I think the only thing to do is just be like it's okay to panic it's okay and like there's like there's no right or wrong way to make yourself feel better I do think to be honest Laura you are so used to being around people when we worked together we were in an office of almost 40 girls run by a woman and you thrive off the female energy and I'm I think I love it. I just love women. Like change. take or leave men. And I think that's why being in that circle today, as corny as it sounds, and I know it's not for everybody, but I just felt like deeply connected for probably like not the first time because I've still got such amazing friends and I've got an amazing social life. But yeah, I think I'm just like going but- through something at the minute and experiences like that just bring things to the surface mm-hmm. that perhaps have been buried or whatever. But there is something about like, the. F- I know this is going to sound so corny, but like again, but all right, goddess circle. There is something about a group of females kicking ass. Like, I don't know if you saw today, like the England um, women's football team just won the Europe finals and me and my sister were just like I actually feel quite emotional because they basically now just changed like the face of women's sports and so many more women will realize that they can do it too like those fucking men at the final even though the fan base is so much bigger they didn't win we did we're women we can do it so much better and I think that it's like for me as well like I feel most alive when I'm sitting and like we've just done a pitch or something and or like when I'm talking to my the, one of the founders of our company and she's talking about all these awesome things and you feel like liberated and you feel energized and I totally get it because when you're a girl's girl like I can I can I energize myself by being on my own but I do get energized in a different way by being with other women and that's why I love I love bites events because it's yeah. just like a group of women it, it, gets, it gives you the chance to meet those people face to face and that's why you know if anybody's thinking about messaging us on instagram 
we really, really love to hear from you. And both Fiona and I, when we get a message through, you know, we send it to each other. We discuss it with each other. We do try to put thought into, you know, how we respond. And we treat each of you like, you know, extended friends. And that that sort of community probably is more important to me on a deeper level because I kind of feel like it's cathartic for me in a way. Mm. So on that note, anything that you want us to talk about or discuss if anything that we're talking about resonates with you if you feel the same way as I do and you're in a blind panic and you're in a tailspin if you have been where I've been before and you if you have any loving words of wisdom or scenarios that will maybe pick me up from this blind panic black hole that I seem to have fallen into please do reach out on Instagram and you know what by now well I just about barely know it so maybe you don't it's love bites podcast underscore you know just before we move on I am going to give a recommendation I know we have our love bites recommendations but I just thought about it because it's just relative to this um our lovely friend Joe Farrow and I went for a walk once and she was telling me about this book she's read and there's a podcast don't ask me who it's by this is why it's not part of our uh, Alcatraz recommends it's called the flex um mm-hmm. and there's a podcast and it's basically about um it's this girl and she basically writes about the years which we're in at the moment which is probably from your like mid to late well late 20s up until you know I don't know late late 30s early 40s and it's called she calls it the flex which is the time where it's a very odd time for us because some friends are married some friends are on their third kids some friends are single some friends are finding out their sexuality some friends are swinging and like everyone's kind of on their own journey and their own path and if it depends wherever you are you almost are trying to navigate everyone navigate everyone's narratives and it puts you in this weird position because it's not like our parents where like everyone by that time is either married with kids on this like second marriage divorced or whatever it is like we're in the time where our journeys are just beginning and it's all about basically that and that is and that's also sometimes why I feel like a lot of this blind panic comes from because you're watching other people's journeys which are completely different to yours everyone's on their own time frame and you're wondering why your story is not the same do you know Anna and such a good point and I'm glad you brought it up because it definitely it, it leads me on to something that I do want to quickly touch upon before we move on and at that circle today at the retreat there were girls who were crying just as much as I was by the way and they have their children they have their perfect family they have their nuclear family and their beautiful girls that I would just love to have and they feel lost in a different way they feel like they have lost their identity they feel like lot they have lost that part of them that you know they've become incongruent with their self because they are busy playing mother and wife and homekeeper and they have lost that part of them that makes them shine and like the grass isn't always greener on the other side just because they are mothers with beautiful children it doesn't mean that like that's it for them and everything is perfect and they can just go like galloping off into the horizon on a fucking unicorn like everybody has their own shit going on everybody has their own cross to bear and I completely get that and I just think as women 
it's so important to like open up the conversation with like your fellow females about the fucking roller coaster of life and even when you have everything on paper even when you have the husband if that's what you want even if you have the kids if that's what you want there's still going to be things that come up every day and there's going to be massive life events that are thrown at you that just completely take you off your feet those events may be massive or they may be they may be small incremental events that just chip away at you day by day. And then the next thing you know, you're in a fucking field with 24 females crying your fucking eyes out and passing <laughs> balls of energy through your vagina with a fucking flower crying on your head drinking cacao. Like, what the fuck? I loved it. I fucking loved it. <laughs> oh, that is too good. I would oh, love to have seen geez. you pass the ball of energy through your through your vagina. Um Right, well, we're going to move on to our letter. Thank you so much to this listener um, for sending this through. Girls, I wanted to get your thoughts on something. I was speaking to a guy on Hinge for about six months. We video called, chatted, spoke spoke on the phone almost every night. I built up in my head so much. We even sexted and I hyped it a lot. When we finally met, and honest, when we finally met, honestly, after about ten minutes, I knew I was started to get the, I was starting to get the ick from him. Mm-hmm. The worst bit is he is so into me and I just don't know what to do. I've told him so much. He's literally seen me masturbating on a video. We got a bit carried away. And now I have, after one day, I have to say, see you later. How do I do it kindly? Also, it got me thinking about how much girls do this all the time. Hype situations and daydream. What do you think? Oh my God, Fiona, I feel like that letter is kind of you. I am the world's biggest daydreamer. I'm such a scenario. So I like to call this emotional masturbation. Oh my God. I love that term. Like, well, okay. So okay. explain to me okay, what, so gonna dissect- what, is emotion- what is emotional masturbation? Okay. So I'm going to dissect her story. Essentially what she's done is she's gone on Hinge and she's basically created a character in her head which this guy basically isn't because unfortunately behind the screen you can do that you can make up the sit like you can make up people like completely different equally you can totally do it with like your current partner you can do it with a guy that you just went on a first date with I am like queen of the fantasizing about things so emotionally masturbating is basically where you like for example I don't mind saying this because I told him earlier because I knew I was going to record it and I wanted to say this I sometimes sit there before I go to sleep, either with him in the bed or not about my boyfriend and I imagine our wedding. (laughs) And I imagine pretty much everything. I will like create the scenario in my head of like where it's gonna be, what my dress will look like, what his suit will look like, what the flowers will be, what food we'll eat, literally everything. And I'm basically like emotionally self-pleasuring because it's obviously something that's making me feel good who but... needs the clit sucker when you've got your own mind I know, right? exactly or like I'll imagine like what are I'll imagine our kids like what our kids will look like will they look like me with his coloring or like vice versa like I think about all these things and like that's obviously like on a grander scale like I think a lot of women emotionally masturbate when they meet someone which is definitely something I've done and I did with this current boyfriend um right at the start which is you're on a first date and then you get home and then you basically imagine the second date and this is what I've definitely done in the past and and can do still is I'll imagine like exactly everything that the next date is going to be 
But the danger here is that you can imagine it and to such attention to detail that if it's not exactly how it is in your mind, you're disappointed, which I think basically is what happened. This is specific. She's talking about specifically with someone she met online, which is a completely different thing Mm -hmm. to like obviously emotionally masturbating with your boyfriend or your partner or husband or whatever. But with when you've not met someone yet, it's really dangerous. My friend um, does this. Well, she's got a boyfriend now, but she used to talk to guys for a really, really long time without meeting them. And then they would be a completely different person in her head. And then she would get there and she'd be totally disappointed because they weren't Prince Charming that she'd made up in her head. What do you think, Laura? Tell me your thoughts. Well, I I think I've actually learned quite a bit about this through you. Yeah. <clears throat> because... I pro- of I haven't dated as much as you have. Like, you know, I've spent a long time single, even before I met my boyfriend. And in between boyfriends, I spend, I seem to spend prolonged periods of time single. So I haven't done it so much, but I have definitely done it in relationships, probably not to the same extent as you have, Fiona. But every time, you know, you meet somebody new, we kind of get into that initial stage where I'm like, is she going off on a tangent with this one? <laughs> and how far is this guy, how far is this guy going to fall flat on his face, like away from what the scene you have created? Um, and I know it's funny and we can laugh about it but I have seen the perils of that and how a girl quite often, more often than not, it is a female can become bitterly disappointed. And Mm. I just think it's so important. We work in PR. It's our job to manage expectations, but yet you cannot manage your own fucking expectations in relationship with a partner. And never, I'm not saying that to poke fun or to judge. Like I would be the exact same if I was a dater, but I'm just not. Um, a friend of mine recently we were having a cup of tea she started dating and she'll know who she is when she's listening to this she started dating a new guy hype 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 um, picturing scenes in her mind about how their life was going to meld and then she met him and she just they had their first kind of night together and we were like hyping it up but by the way she was only giving me a slight insight into how much she was hyping it up in her own mind she obviously didn't divulge and the next day we met up and she was so dejected but like painfully dejected like I felt so bad for her she was down she was on the brink of tears she was like oh my god it is nothing like I thought it was Mm -hmm. going to be and she actually said i I did a bit of a Fiona and I built it up and I pictured where our kids were going to go to school and I pictured how it was going to work and how our lives were going to emerge and things like that. So she sat with it for a couple of days and realized that she had created this narrative and it was so rigid. So if it didn't follow that narrative, then she was just going to like get pissed off and get upset and what she did she kind of loosened the reins on the narrative and just let things unfold how they should um and she's now like they're still not dating per se but they're like a good couple of weeks in and they're just really enjoying each other's company Mm -hmm. because she has let go of that rigidity and I think 
it's important to manage expectations for yourself and just go with the flow as much as possible. But equally, it is nice to fantasize and it is nice to think about things and it is nice to imagine and to emotionally masturbate, as you say. I just think that if you're the type of person that feels so bereft and upset and frustrated and forlorn when it doesn't work out as per your um, emotional masturbation agenda, then you kind of need to be the one to take control of those reins. That's not the responsibility of the other person. So I just think it's a really, I think it's a balancing act. And I completely agree. And do you know what's what's so interesting? And I was just thinking about this whilst we were talking and I completely agree with you is when I met my current boyfriend, my boyfriend, I, at the beginning, I didn't hype him in my mind. And I, I, well, maybe it's just because we actually get on really well. I didn't need to in a way. Mm -hmm. And like when, because we met so it wasn't it was a spare of a moment thing when like we were going to go on a first date and I did don't get me wrong like I imagined our first date and then we and then it actually we actually ended up meeting very spontaneously but I think because I met him in the end spontaneously and I didn't I didn't have time the rest of the time of us kind of the courtship quote unquote courtship I didn't really do that um Obviously I do now because we're in a relationship and I love him and like we do talk about, I do I do also tell him that I'm doing these things because I am 100% myself but I think that that was probably quite a tell for me that I wasn't trying to make him something that he wasn't mm-hmm. whereas I think maybe in the past the reason why I've done that is because I've been trying to mold the person to be something that they're not because maybe I knew on some level that they weren't the person for me. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to make them in my mind, the person for me, whereas this time he is the person for me. So I don't need to do it. Yeah. And I think that what I weirdly, what I fantasize about now is not his personality. I fantasize about superficial things like material things, like what's our wedding going to look like? Or like, what what's my dress going to look like? Not like, what's he going to say to me in this moment? And like, whatever, whatever she was like fantasizing about in thingy, in, in thingy. <laughs> well, I think, I think the letter, it's twofold. How does she let him down gently? And yes. I think just doing what we all need to do in situations like that, just like be as gentle as possible and speak the truth and don't lead somebody on. You don't need to say, you give me the fucking ick, you big dirty bastard. You just need to say, you're a great guy but you're not for me like just do the usual yeah and in regards to the building up the hype we all do it on some level I've definitely done it in the past and just try to manage your expectations but also allow yourself to get excited about things like fuck Mm. that's the whole part of the joy of dating and the excitement you know like it's all so wrapped up in each other and it's multifaceted so yeah bit of balance a bit of balance yeah my advice though would be is don't leave it too long like don't leave it six months mm-hmm. I think that the cutoff point for anyone talking to someone online should be two weeks I think Love I spoke advice. to my boyfriend for 10 days mm-hmm. before we met and we met spontaneously the day that we were supposed to meet mm-hmm. so it was really we didn't wait any longer like it was 10 days because I feel like you do then go down this rabbit hole of either it you'll it will fizzle out or you will start doing this 
emotional emotional masturbation I just like saying it to be honest with you. emotional masturbation uh, emotional that's masturbation. such a good term Fiona it's isn't it great I actually it was it, I heard it on another podcast um and I they said it and I think they were actually talking about they were in, in a different context um and I was like wow no that's what I'm doing with this mm-hmm. um so yeah so yes be kind I think also be straight to the point I think that a lot of the time people will try to kind of beat around the bush with letting someone down I think it just needs to be a very clear like hey thank you so much for a great day um equally I don't think this is the right um the right thing for me you're a really great guy thanks so much for the past six months I've really enjoyed getting to know you done mm-hmm. kind you said what you needed to say you're really clear and you're not leading anybody on. No, no one's leading anyone on and also I don't I think sometimes I don't know I I don't know whether I don't think I've had this situation but I know that sometimes when someone's ego has been deflated they can get a bit annoyed whereas mm-hmm. with this there's no you can't she's been mm-hmm. polite straight mm-hmm. to the point and it's done don't go into too much detail that is my advice and vice versa if any boys are listening that's also a good way to do it Great advice, Faith. El Couture recommends. Shout out to our amazing sponsor of this season, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand. Um, we have an awesome code, as you know, called Love Bite Called. That's <laughs> what <laughs> sorry um love bites 20 and it can be used multiple times by a customer um it is free global shipping tax and duties all covered by elkshaw a four-hour delivery in dubai one boutique in Alwassel roads and they also have another boutique in jbr which is closed for refurbishment at the moment and it can be used online or in store with all full price collections um i saw whenever it was two days ago mm-hmm. friday yasmina who is the md of um Lo- love fights <laughs> el couture she was wearing um the la- this amazing loungewear set and she was wearing it in the office and she looked so bloody comfortable but still chic um mm-hmm. it is the revive loungewear and they've also just launched their um new kids uh terry towel um sorbet collection it's like a t-shirt and shorts and it's in loads of different bright colors so definitely if you are um looking for presents or want to twin please have a look online laura what have you been consuming this week my little friend well i am rereading something that i've probably read three times already this book is such a page. Oh my God, I feel like this crown, uh, flower crown needs to come off because I feel that there's bugs crawling around my head. I just got bitten by something. So I'm removing the flower crown. So the book that I am rereading is called The Jigsaw Man by Paul Britton. Have you heard of it? No, I've not heard of it. So I've fallen into this crew trime K-hole since I started listening to the West Cork mm. podcast, I have just yeah fallen fallen down a fallen down a bit of a K hole, and it caused me to remember one of the best books that I have read. And when I lived in Dubai, 
when I flew for Emirates rather I was really friendly with this girl and her mom was a criminal barrister of some description and I was asking her for book recommendations and she said this is one of the best books that she's read so Paul Britton was a notorious forensic psychologist back in the day so basically he would be assigned to a case or an investigation and he would assess the crime scene how the crime was committed who the victim was and ultimately this would lead him back to who perpetrated the crime now this is all real life this guy was involved in solving hundreds of cases but he was involved in cases that like are very close to home for people from the UK and Ireland like for example Fred and Rose West he talks about them he talks about how he profiled them and I feel like Fred and Rose West were, for anybody that doesn't know who Fred and Rose West were, like they were from Gloucester, they were husband and wife, they were so fucked up, they murdered like so many young women and like hid them under the patio out the back. But most recently he talked about the, and by the way, this is a really fucking tough book to read, so it's like trigger warning central, but anyways, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed it. it. They talked, I found it, maybe enjoy is not the right word. I was so Intrigued. entrenched and interested and just, oh my God, blown away by this man's mind. But he actually talked about the murder of young Jamie Bulger and how he met those two boys that killed him. And he said out of his whole career, I can't remember which boy that it was. He said it was the only time he saw true evil in somebody. And those those two young lads that killed him were teenagers. So it's not like they were, you know, older men that had like been through the, the murderous mill. They were, they were teenagers. And he said it was the only time in his whole career that he sensed pure evil in somebody. So a hard book to read, but... In my true crime um, onslaught, I reread that and I'm kind of picking out different things from it that I am finding so, so interesting. But trigger warning, it's not the easiest book to read. It's quite dense. It's very harrowing in parts, but ultimately a very compelling read. That gave me shivers. (laughs) Was that like the worst fucking... I've just come out of a goddess circle. Why am I recommending such a horrible book? What the fuck Mine is, is my you? recommendation is so polar opposite. It couldn't like it couldn't That's be more. That's the end of the yang. That's a good thing. Like, oh it couldn't God. be more yang. Take it away, Fiona. Okay. Take it away. So my Please tell me it's eat, pray, love. No, it's not. So my brother-in-law and like most like most people know my love of period drama. So I keep recommending period dramas. I'm so sorry. Basically, all I watch or read. Um, <clears throat> so this is actually a link. It's a YouTube video, and it's called Austinomics, and it's basically a girl, and she I think she's like an English literature PhD or something like that, and she basically talks about the. She goes through the economics of Jane Austen novels. Right. So obviously, like, if you think about Jane Austen novels, I'm just completely obsessed with Jane Austen, by the way. I like if you look at like Pride and Prejudice and like the whole thing was like why um, why Mrs. Bennett was so hell bent on like 
marrying marry off them her, off. marrying them off like why couldn't they just live in the house why does it have to be you know the the cousin or like how much money did they actually have when you split it between five women and she basically explains that like really in the economics of it the Bennett sisters were extremely poor hence why Mrs Bennett was so because like sometimes I, I have read it and I'm like God, why can't she just calm down and actually it's because of this and like she talks about loads of things like entails and like when you actually like break down how much money these women actually have and like all these different like scenarios like in Emma the reason why Emma is fine with not getting married is because she actually was quite wealthy in herself anyway it's just super interesting if you're a fan of period dramas like I am please have a watch I will link it in the show notes um, that's so brilliant because I, I often have watched the um, Pride and Prejudice and then that horrible measly snotty cousin comes in and yeah. he's like trying to touch for them all and I'm like fuck off mate like back to the bridge or whatever and that scene where the girl is like I'm 27 and I'm a drain to my parents yeah, yeah. When and she's actually, like, I'm a burden. I'm a burden, yeah. I'm a burden. Aren't we fucked? Try 37, hon. Then come I back know, to right? Me. Charlotte. Um, <laughs> and like, I've always thought that of Pride and Prejudice. I'm like, God, the mum's so mean. Like, why is she doing this? But it's actually because like her, her daughter. Survival like, of one, the family. Yeah, like her daughter had like one penny between them. They would have been destitute or had to become like sex workers or something if they weren't, if they didn't get married. Like they wouldn't have been able to survive. Anyway, so it was really interesting. Definitely have a watch for Brilliant. it. Um, now, Elkshaw's recommendation is basically really similar to mine. I'm so sorry. And actually, I I went on this Instagram account and I, I posted about it yesterday on my, um, on my Instagram account. I literally laughed probably for like a good hour. So there's an Instagram account um, on Instagram called Hot Victorians. Did you see it on my Instagram? Okay, type in Hot Victorians and it's basically this Instagram account where they basically go back in like into archives and find like hot people back in the day. So there's this one where like it's like sweet Moses give me strength and it's like from the 1890s these like super hot men and then they have this thing which I think is the absolute best. It's called Felon Friday. They basically the hell? Like, take like mugshots. It's like hot mugshots of people like in the 1800s, and it is so funny. But also, some of these men are so good looking. Like you know, like classically good looking. Oh my god, they are so. Isn't it pretty. so hilarious? Honestly, I laughed. Do you know so... how the hell did you chance upon this? Or was this Elgatura's no, recommendation? recommendation. Oh my god, that is brilliant. I know, isn't it the funniest thing ever? Literally the funniest thing ever. I've never seen something so funny. I loved Felon Friday, I think is my favourite. Felon Friday. You know what? Like they are very good looking, but I imagine when they open their teeth, they've got like little black teeth. Yeah, black teeth. And you know what? They probably wouldn't smell very good either. I was literally about to think, like if you think about it, also if you think about it, like like that kind of, the second one in... um, is uh this guy and he's obviously like super good looking but like these are like pencil drawings or like really really old old cameras where like there's basically no definition mm-hmm. and now we have to contend with like our iphone 13s which show like every pore and like hair on our face hot victorians is a vibe isn't it a vibe isn't it the best i Love thought it was that. absolutely hilarious 
Eilish. Great recommendation. That was fair. And you know what? I think that's a little, I think that is, I think Hot Victorians and Phil and Friday is the light relief that we needed from my weeping circle and know, recommending a book about fucking killers. <laughs> I Anybody I have... listening is going to be like, Laura is seriously on some sort of journey at the minute. Like she is going through a serious episode <laughs> with her recommendation of, by the way, did you, Tell the truth and she and the devil, Fiona Wishart. Did you start to watch the psychedelic show on Netflix? No, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't. I literally haven't had time because you know why? I'm watching Downton Abbey, which is a for the fifty millionth time. Millionth million time. If you haven't already, like I need to talk to you about this. We need to talk know, about this. To- Please watch it. If you haven't started to watch it lovely darling listener friend of mine please watch it because I would love you to drop us a message on Instagram and actually let's like talk about it I feel like we need to talk about the use of psychedelics more it's like blowing my mind do you know though I think that I I don't want to diagnose myself but I think I have a bit of ADHD if I'm honest with you like my, my friend Sophie once went through all the symptoms and I really feel like I have like maybe not maybe not I mean I I'm actually like a mild case but I mm-hmm. find it really really tough to watch something new when I'm on my own if I'm with my boyfriend and we're sitting there on a Friday night I will watch something new like a new program or whatever I'm happy to do it because he's there and it will almost force me to do it if not and I'm on my own I will re-watch like Downton Abbey or The Crown or whatever it is like over and over and over again so I can I've watched Harry Potter like from the start to finish like over and over and over again because I've never watched Harry Potter Potter Harry Potter I've never watched Harry Potter I find that blasphemous do you know what I should maybe start that's so criminal I how are we friends I don't know and I haven't read any of the Harry Potter books either I know. To it on Audible. Oh my god, Laura! Literally, like I am so obsessed with it. I could literally quote everything from the book. Do you know what? Maybe I will add that to my list, and then there you go. That's my Elkshaw recommendation. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Oh, Laura. movie or book? How should I start? You Definitely must books. Read the books first. Okay. List. Okay. Tell you what, because like, who is time? List. Download the books on Audible. I literally have all of them, and I just listen to them literally on repeat on repeat before a night out i'm listening to harry potter i'm not like hyping myself up oh my god definitely you know i love an audiobook listen to the audio it's honestly stephen fry's voice is just like the absolute fucking best i promise you it's like it will it will life change anyway sorry for being a drag fiona i feel actually like i feel exhausted i feel mentally exhausted Oh my god, you're just showing me a picture of your tits. Oh my god, I just realised that. Do we... No, it's just audio. I was going to say, shit, do we send the video? And you know what, Fiona? You look so beautiful at the minute. Have you kind of done something different with your hair or face? No. You just look so fresh. Thank you. I look like a fucking battered sausage. Your tits look amazing, by the way. absolutely baking. It's really hot in England. It's not in Ireland. It's fucking freezing. Oh my god, no, I'm sweating. Anyway, like- it was a pleasure. Sorry for being a drag. Thank you once again for flashing your beautiful, buoyant, symmetrical tattoo shoe off. <laughs> anyway, see you later. See you later.